I am vengeance. I am the night. I am also a podcast. I am a podcast. 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 Oh! It's a show. It's a show. Audio only, though. What is it about? If you have time, I can tell you that it is a podcast about Batman, a Batman podcast. Uh, what did you want me to say in this part? It's a show! Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> I am a podcast. Interviews with fans and people, people who worked on the show. Podcast, podcast, podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Batman the Animated Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Michael, and you're listening to an audio variety show for your ears based on the legendary 1990s cartoon Batman the Animated Series. Today's sponsor, the Gotham Zoo. If your case needs a clue, head on down to the Gotham Zoo. We got tigers! Today's episode, Vendetta. Detective Harvey Bullock goes to jail after being framed for suspected murder. Batman might not love Bullock, but thinks he's innocent, and his investigation reveals that the real criminal is Killer Croc, an ex-wrestler mutant hitman who wants revenge on the people who put him in prison. Written by Michael Reeves, directed by Frank Parr, supervising composer Shirley Walker, with music composed by Michael McQuistian, animation services by Spectrum. Starring Kevin Conroy as Batman, Robert Costanzo as Detective Harvey Bullock, Bob Hastings as Commissioner Gordon, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. as Alfred Pennyworth, Marie Devon as Summer Gleason, Aaron Kincaid as Killer Croc, Ingrid Oliu as Officer Rene Montoya, and John Vernon as Rupert Thorne. Today's fan, Jonathan Marks. Jonathan's a buddy and a comic book artist who's worked on everything from Wolverine and Secret Wars and Doctor Strange to The Dark Tower and Man-Thing. But even though he's been at Marvel, he's always had a deep love for Batman in the animated series, especially its monsters. So I've been waiting a really long time to have him on the show to talk about this episode in particular, and I'm glad you finally get to hear it. So let's take a deep dive into those muddy sewer waters to talk about the origins of Killer Croc with Jonathan. Jonathan Marks. Well, I'm sitting down with Jonathan Marks. I'm just diving into it. Uh, I've been waiting for so long to have you on the podcast, and the only reason you haven't been on sooner is because a long time ago, you told me your favorite villain was Killer Croc. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, well, we got to do Vendetta. Hell yeah, man. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, I've been looking forward to this. Well, listen, straight off the bat, though. My favorite villain is actually Man Bat. Fuck. But I, but you had already done on Leather Wings, and so I thought Killer Croc is the next best one. I should have done Terror in the Sky, which is oh, that Man yeah. Bat. She Bat. Well, is that the one with Mrs. Langstrom? Yes, she doctor, turns out she doctor she's as well. Yeah, doctor, I think she's Mrs. also a doctor. doctor. Yeah, but but Kirk Langstrom's wife. Yeah. For some reason, all I know is her name is Francine. Francine. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a, a misdirect where they thought the Man Bat was yeah. back, but like she had injected herself yeah, or accidentally yeah. got it. It's been a while since I watched it. I love that one. Is that, I guess we're just jumping into it. That's that's like the first or second episode of the whole uh, series, right? Uh, on Leather Wings. On is. Leather Wings, yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I have the most vivid memories of that one. And I don't know if I just caught it like right when the show was starting or if it happened to be 
I just caught a rerun, but I liked it because I like Man Bat. But yeah, I remember that one really well. Yeah, it's it was so crazy to me that they decided to go all in with a monster episode. Like, hey, this is Batman, but also we're going to have a giant mutated bat yeah. as the first villain. It's not the Joker. And Batman, Man Bat, it's almost like a bit of a... It's kind of a joke. Oh, like, yeah. If you don't know the character, like, this comic books are fucking stupid. Goofy, but yeah, then it's, it's kind of like a creepy Frankenstein's monster yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Well, what do you like about these monstrous characters? I like that the the monstrosity, the, the monstrousness of them. I like, like, when I was little, and this is sort of informed, like, what I like to draw now as well, you know, what I like to work on, the... Uh, monsters and animals and and stuff like that were always just fun it was cool to see and it was cool to draw and it was you know so batman had a great rogues gallery spider-man like all the villains that kind of took their cues from from the animal kingdom i was just thought it was cool oh yeah spider-man is a go-to then (laughs) yeah 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 exactly the lizard the scorpion yep the vulture yep trying to think he has more animals than not rhino there's rhino yeah puma Uh uh-huh yeah. Hammerhead. Hammerhead. Welcome back to Listing Spider-Man Villains, <laughs> yeah. uh, the podcast where Man. we just list the names of Spider-Man villains as we think of them. Great. Uh, so you, well, let me, let me you know, shift back a little bit. So your background is you're an artist, you, yeah. you work in comics, and you're just a visual artist in general. I love your work. Thank you. So that's a Thanks. fun thing, too. <laughs> you brought me a Batman which is the best gift anybody's oh, given me for this podcast. Man. Thank you. It's fun to do. Well, we were saying before we started recording, like I've never actually worked for DC. Uh, so I like I, Batman's great, and I draw him like for friends or for sketches, but I've never actually worked for DC at all. But I got my Marvel. I was I was under contract with Marvel for a while and uh, got that work through Swamp Thing samples. So through through DC samples. That's so, wild. Yeah. So I've always, yeah, always been a fan. And Swamp Thing's a monster, so this makes Swamp sense. Swamp Thing's a monster. Swamp Thing's the, my favorite. Swamp Thing and Batman, genuinely, my favorite DC characters. Swamp Thing's one of my favorite comic book characters. They're both very tragic characters. Yeah, and this is a bit about me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they are, though, yeah. I mean, what what do you remember when you first watched the animated series? Well, so, honestly, the I was trying to remember today, the the Batman, I mean, the, the Batman the animated series and the X-Men animated series were on about the same time i think right mm-hmm. so when i was younger artistically i was way more interested in the x-men stuff because it was a lot more realistic it was far less stylized it was more like this is what people look like mm-hmm. you know this is you know all that that that's what i that's what i wanted to see i had no time for for like that sort of bruce tim uh paul dini world that they created and then as i got older I began to appreciate it even more. But I remember on Leather Wings, and I remember like, and I probably influenced my art now, the the atmosphere that they were able to to, to create in Batman was like nothing else on TV. Even even now, like that's like the, the watermark for animation, for US animation, I think, to this day. So Yeah, it, it looks incredible. It's weird, especially the good episodes, like the really well-animated episodes hold up better than so much other stuff. Today. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Vendetta. It's beautiful. Uh, it really is. It's a beautiful episode. I rewatched it last night. Yeah. Uh, I think you watched it. I Just like today, yeah, like right before I came in. Fresh. Fresh, <laughs> fresh in my head. Yeah, it is. Because well, I hadn't watched it in ages. Uh, and yeah, it is. It's beautiful. I remember as a kid, Killer Croc wasn't a villain that, like, if you had me list my favorite Batman rogues, he wouldn't come up. 
but all of his episodes in the in the at least the first initial run of the animated series were always so good, such like tragic, weird, yeah. heartfelt, or, or this one was just a pure monster episode. Well, but they're kind of they're smaller stories too. Like I think that the animated series does this really well with Batman, like as a detective or as like little little things. They're not like world ending. But yeah, this one is just like he just wants revenge on you know he, he frames harvey he wants re- his revenge he's getting the bat you know i don't know yeah let's it's, dive into it let's well, go yeah. beat by beat uh, uh I, it was yeah i was i was i had forgotten it completely so it was fun to rewatch it that title card is beautiful it is and that's the first like you don't see killer croc after that title card for like 15 minutes yeah he doesn't pop up until halfway through the episode yeah. i'm working on a show right now that i can't talk about but at least not publicly uh, but when I can, I'll mention it. But the creator in the, in the Bible of like, you know, what we're working on, he's kind of creating, a, you know, rules for the show. And I had just read right before watching this episode, one of his, his kind of rules is like WWJCD, what would John Carpenter do? Because right. there are a lot of monsters <laughs> yeah. in this show. And, you know, the rules of Carpenter and how he showcases monsters and any good horror movies, yeah. too. There's a lot of what you don't see, what. You what the audience sees characters reacting to yeah. what's in the darkness before you reveal the full monster, and they Jaws. follow that to it exactly. Like that's the strength of Jaws, yeah, yeah. And in this, I feel like they do such a good job of teasing Croc without seeing him. I mean, like you really just see that title card a little bit. He's in the shadows, but yeah, you don't even really. He's like a weird, scaly, bald. I think maybe you see the teeth. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. even on that, it's it's pretty. Subtle. He's got these creepy, like, inhuman yellow eyes. Like, if you had never seen this before and you didn't know it was a Killer Croc thing and you were a kid, that title card alone is like, this guy's not a human, but I don't know what he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're intrigued. Uh, And it it starts out, what, they're on the docks. It's a very rainy episode, which... Yeah, I feel like a lot of them are. (laughs) Gotham's a pretty rainy place. Yeah, it's bleak. It's never daytime. It's never... Well, there was funny... There was a... there's a scene in this one where Gordon and Batman are like walking along the beach and it's fine. But I thought it's, that's such a weird place for Batman to be like just walking on the dock or like on the sand under the docks. Like uh, it's, it's a weird to see Batman not near a building yeah. or perched on a gargoyle. Yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I love episodes that kind of take him out of his element. The other croc episode later sideshow takes Batman mm-hmm. to the woods Oh, nice. Uh, and it's kind of him chasing down Croc, and he ends up in like a, you know, kind of hiding out in like a circus freak hideaway. Awesome. Oh, is that the one with the little Yeah, girl, the seal boy. The, or the seal boy, yeah. Very sad. Oh, man. I got to rewatch all of these. It's so good. But this one, right, uh, right. Yeah. we start with, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it takes place on this like real rainy day, and, and I think they're trying to transport a prisoner, right? Yeah, on a boat. On a boat. And we see the bubbles just like... That's kind of how they communicate Croc. And yeah. it is kind of like a Jaws-like. Yeah, yeah. There's like I'm a creature. I thought of Tremors, too. <laughs> yeah, classic. Nice. Uh, but, the, you know, you see like just a claw reach out and grab and hook onto the boat. Yeah, he puts a bomb on the boat. Uh-huh. And I don't even remember. Do you see? He doesn't, you don't see him like get on the boat or anything like that. It's nope, just, it's just a hand. Yeah. Uh, which is creepy. And, and yeah. immediately it's like, great, we're setting up the mystery. This is kind of going to be a, a bit of a whodunit. Yeah. Um, but blows up the boat and the guy's missing and then it's you know kind of framed on bullock immediately well yeah like as soon as as that boat explodes then the shift is on bullock that he's under and uh, under suspicion yeah and partly because batman finds a toothpick i 
so so I didn't understand that because I think he fi- like you see Bullock with the toothpick on the dock where they see the boat explode, but then doesn't Batman say he found the toothpick where the boat like when the boat left the other prison? Or yeah, I wasn't entirely sure. I didn't, I didn't sure. get that. I know Bullock's we found it like washed up on know. shore. Yeah. All I needed was we found his DNA on the toothpick. Yeah, I guess that's yeah, that's all you need. But it was for I feel like it was simplified for kids. It was like Bullock likes toothpicks. Yeah. Batman found a toothpick. One plus one, yeah. 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 Equals Harvey Bullock's Harvey a bad Bullock. guy. He did it. Yeah. I, I always liked, liked Harvey in in this show. Me too. Yeah. He I mean, Robert Costanza, the voice actors, brought so much life to him. Yeah. But that character is so much fun. He's great. Well, and I like that he's not as crooked as the comics. In the comics and like the Nolan movies, he's just like an absolute he's shit. He's a shit, yeah. 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 Uh, and I like that he's, he, you know, he, he's a reformed cop and he's just got a shitty attitude. Yeah, he's, a, he's I mean, he's a bit of a hard ass, but he's like, he's still a good, this was this was a simpler time where cops could just be good. Yeah, right? <laughs> not, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very, yeah. Because the whole episode, I mean, this is jumping ahead, hinges on like, we, you know, we have different ways of enforcing the law, but we both respect the law. Yeah, exactly. And at this point, like, just my my view of what the law means is, is you know, and what I associate with it is much darker and much for more sure. unjust. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, this is a real pure superhero, bright-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> this, I glasses. mean, it's a, kid, it's a kid show. Like, so I get that. And I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't need it to be that nuanced and... In Batman the animated series, you can have good guys and bad guys. Oh yeah, it was the nineties, and it was yeah, it was a simpler time. Well, ish, ish, definitely anyway. simpler than that. But uh, we go back to where were we? We were, we were around the beach. Gordon has a romantic moment with Batman. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sweet, man. I like that they. I, I think this one's particularly beautiful. Like the animation studio they got, whoever it was, yeah. it's. It looks really nice, and like every shot feels meaningful. It feels composed, kind of like a comic yeah, book or yeah. a storyboard. It's you know uh, when I first started doing comics, I would watch animation, Disney stuff, and and old animated cartoons on uh, mute, on silent, to see how they would tell the story. Uh, you know, just visually, and and if you could follow the story. And granted, like I'd probably seen the movies or the episodes already, but this is a great example of that too yeah you can follow the story just with like the animation tells the story beautifully like you don't get the that sort of whodunit aspect but you can tell everything that's going on and it looks great yeah i mean it's very simple that's so cool Mm. yeah so would you emulate the stories you were watching or it was like just to kind of inform just just to like learn how so so like the the trick or not the trick like the most important thing in comic books is is the storytelling it's not even how well you can draw or or what your style, you know, anything. It's just how well you can can get a story across. And so animation is a great tool for to study for that because in comics you have you don't even have the all the frames in between that you have in animation. You have to like simply like distill it even more. So if you can watch animation, be like, cool, you know, Batman is on the dock. He's talking to you know an, an old man in a trench coat. The old man looks confused, and Batman's gone. You can kind of tell they had a, they had a meaningful conversation, and then the old man was surprised that that you know Batman was gone when he when he turned around. So like even simple things like that, it doesn't sound super interesting, but it's stuff like that. You can be like, okay, cool. So like, what are the what are the most important parts of that? Like, you need to show them together. You need to set the scene. You need to show a reaction. Stuff like that is just important for 
important to learn and then that's the whole job when you're when you're working in comic book. Well, it feels even harder in a comic too than in a cartoon because you have to like trick the mind into filling in the gaps between yeah. panels through like that juxtaposition yeah, and yeah. that's that's what I love about comics is Yeah. It really is you can get away with a lot more stylistically too. Yeah, that's why I love comics too. Oh, it's the best. It's, it's great, especially now. I mean, I feel like comics are in a well. I think they're in a pretty good place. I think artistically they're in a good place. There's stylistically a ton of cool stuff going on, feels and the like stories are really more than good. ever. At least opportunity similar. You know, like it feels like people have latched on to like digital distribution too. So yeah, like, yeah. You get to see weirder creator yeah, exactly. stuff that would never make it outside of like a zine at a local comic yeah, really. con or and something. And it's accessible because it's digital. It's accessible for everyone. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It I was is, grumpy and held off from digital for a while. And then I was like, oh, this is easier. And I also don't want to keep every comic. Uh, man, I'm still, I'm still like an old fucking collector. Oh, I hear you. you. Know, <laughs> I still, yeah, I still get all the hard copies and, than the trades and then it's also the most fun too it is like i like going to the comic shop you know going on wednesdays and having a little chit chat with you know all the other guys and and getting your comics for the week and did you ever read the batman adventures comic no i actually i think my brother did my brother's not a big comic book fan but he would get the batman adventures i think and he was a big nightwing fan so it's pretty solid. Get... It feels like lost episodes of the animated series. Yeah. And it has that kind of like clean, straightforward storytelling, but uh, like Ty Templeton did it. Oh, really? And then there are a couple other guys who who were so good. Uh, and then Dan Slott ended up doing a run on it that I was do incredible. Remember, yeah. Uh, I'd recommend it. I mean, they're, I mean, they're very like... simple, you know, yeah, yeah. like the animated series, but it's kind of a nice supplement if you're like i missed this show and i want yeah. more stories and the art is still beautiful yeah I'll, um, I'll look them up i'll have to go grab them well back to vendetta anyway uh i could talk comics for an entire other podcast uh well, have me on like, yeah let's do it <laughs> yeah i'm here <laughs> we'll do a bonus episode yeah uh so we get we get to the point where like harvey is framed or at least like people are kind of in his face about it uh and batman and Gordon are kind of against each other at that point. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not it's funny because like maybe when you're a kid there's there was a little bit more tension there, but watching it today it was like there's you know that Harvey's innocent. There's not like the stakes don't feel that high. No, not uh, at all. Like this is a critique, a, like a small critique of the episode. You know what I mean? Like I was, it, I wanted to to get past that stuff and just start to see Croc. Right. It's abundantly clear that Batman yeah. is wrong. Yeah. Uh, although I love the shots, like when Harvey is, uh, or when the other guy, the second guy is kidnapped by Croc from prison. That's cool. I love like this sopping wet, wet, like yeah. you just see like a dark form, just two eyes peering out from underneath the hat. That's And he's cool. just dripping. Yeah. The, uh, the episode does that really well. Like you were saying earlier, like it sets that sort of tension. Like you don't see Croc. I think that his eyes are glowing yellow there, but mm-hmm. you don't see who he is. And it's just on the, whatever his name is, who, who gets who gets uh, that croc kidnapped. Right, whatever that guy is. You just see him like in the shadows, scared, and then the gates of the of the prison bar like shifting across his face when croc opens the gate. Uh huh. It's it's great, man. It's fucking really intelligent and really beautifully done. Yeah. Yeah, I think if anything, like the script is very simple. It's mm-hmm. fine, and if it weren't animated and boarded and directed as well, which is a lot. Yeah. But still, if it weren't visually so strong, I think the episode would be kind of like 
shruggy. Yeah, you know, fine. it's like it's there's nothing complex about it. Yeah. But it's so beautiful <laughs> that you're like, oh man, the shadow work in yeah. it is so good. Stuff like that. Like setting that that scene. Uh it's it's like I mean, you've talked about this as well on, on the show a bunch, but like that noir uh like aspect of the show just in in the way that they represent the world is is beautifully done oh yeah and this one feels particularly noir i mean it is a more detective-y episode it is, it's yeah. batman the detective yeah 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 that's true and i feel like he falls into different roles episode to episode and this one is purely him trying to break it down has one of the goofiest dumbest detective moments in the entire it's, series it's not a great episode for his detective work no when he so he's analyzing the scale of killer oh, croc yeah, yeah. And he's like, why does this look familiar? And then he he goes to the zoo, actually in daytime. Yeah. And it just cuts to him looking at crocodiles and he goes, of course. Yeah. Idiot. I, it's so funny to me that they spent time and resources. Like somebody had to paint that background. Oh, yeah. Somebody <laughs> had to like scene. animate. like that Eureka scene. Like he could have figured it out so much more easily to me that feels like maybe a standards or like a like a note from higher ups like kids aren't gonna get it oh yeah well there is the line don't forget alfred's line about uh reheating his soup in the crock pot yes and that's what sends bruce to the to the zoo <gasps> right. in the first place so bit, little little joke little oh, pun man. zoo scene and then we're set we really i mean but hey we got some nice steam from that crock pot we did actually the steam in the episode this is such a nerdy thing but like the steam in the episode is really nice. You can always tell a good episode by, like, explosions and smoke, but, like, because it's supposed to be cold. I know, like, Gordon starts, there's, like, a nice touch of him, like, sipping coffee. It's bad coffee, and he just throws it on the nice. ground. And it's such a little <laughs> thing, but, like, giving that much personality to yeah, yeah. a silent bit, you know, is so much better than, like, some of the static stuff we see today yeah. without kind of character acting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I guess it's it's, like, yeah, it's character building or world building. Like, yeah, yeah like you know, it, it's a throwaway moment, but it makes it more believable. Yeah, and Gotham, Gordon. even the coffee sucks. Yeah, yeah, man. Of course it does. Of course it does. Is, is Gotham? Gotham is uh, Detroit, right? Is that that's what it was modeled on? It feels Detroity. I that's feel like I, I think that's what someone told me. No, I know. I I think different artists probably pull from different things, and eventually, yeah, yeah, like yeah, I know yeah. Nolan did a lot of pulled a lot from Chicago. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely tell. And I, but it, to me, it always felt like Detroit meets some elements of New York. That's I can't remember where I read this or, or heard it, but it was Metropolis is New York, Gotham is Detroit. Uh, I don't remember. Like Central Blood, City's Bloodhaven like Indianapolis. Is like, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Uh, Bloodhaven, <laughs> Bloodhaven. I don't know what Bloodhaven. Bloodhaven's would be. Detroit. Yeah, Bloodhaven's just Detroit too. Just yeah, just a shittier Detroit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's got blood in the name, even if it's spelled differently. Exactly. With the what's that? The umlau over Blood the U. Haven. Blood yeah, Bloodhaven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I don't know what that means. It's of like Germanic descent or like. Man, I don't know. I don't know my DC geography very well. I don't know. If, I don't know where they lie up next to each other. They, it feels like a Springfield thing. I'm sure there's a map of like where DC cities are, but I always just generally. I was like, there's the feeling of this, but I don't know where it is. Yeah. I know how far they are from each other. I don't know where the hell it's supposed to be. It's, all, it's all on the East Coast. It's always that's, weird. That's what I feel like. It's all like New England, East Coast. Yeah. Who, what would Los Angeles be in D.C.? Los Angeles doesn't exist in D.C. No, I think L.A. is just L.A. Yeah. Gross. I think it's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where we are and where I grew up. Where? <laughs> yeah. I love you, L.A. Uh, I felt bad shitting on my hometown. Yeah, um, I forgot you're local. Yeah. It's got good spots. People, you know, you move here, 
it's different. <laughs> it's de- it took me a long time to get used to it. So I've heard it's yeah. it's tough to acclimate. It feels very partitioned. It's we- yeah. It's like this has nothing to do with Batman. I guess anyway. It's it's a weird city. Yeah. But anyway. speaking of weird cities, there how about that weird guy, Killer Croc? Killer Croc. Uh, so we finally see him in this cave. Uh, where he's been taking his victims, right? And and even then, like the reveal is so drawn out. Like there's these guys are like in a cave, scared, backing up against the wall. We sort of see the bubbles like yeah. you know form underneath, and the explosion of water, yeah. which I thought was a nice touch. Like he's not just fucking you know emerging; he blows up out of the water. Yeah, like, this big monster that he is, and yeah. you see it from behind too. Like, yeah, just like his arms yeah. are out. And he's got that lanky, like the big shoulders. He's built like a swimmer, you know, like he's got these big shoulders, but really lanky and kind of when he runs, oh, I'm sure you noticed, but like when he runs, he puts one hand on the ground yeah, as well, which is nice. Like not all the time, too. but yeah, he sort of falls forward. It's great. And I remember, I remembered this from, from watching it when I was a kid too. They animate his lips curling back when he talks, when he snarls. And it's a cool, it's a cool touch. It's a cool little detail. Like... It makes him even more animal. Oh yeah, uh, or, or yeah, you know, it's it's such a such an other thing to have him do. Well, his teeth are horrifying. And then the teeth are scary. In yeah. this episode in particular, I feel like he they made him much more monstrous. Like mm-hmm. the, you can like when you see him in profile, you can see through. Yeah, his jaw. And I don't know if they continued doing that, or I feel like they shaded that in like I, I dark or like shadow or black later. But uh, it's really unsettling because he mm. kind of looks like a skull. He's got like very yeah. Nosferatu-y teeth or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. he doesn't have any uh, molars. No. It's just like, yeah, like just straight across. And then there's that weird gap like where the, yeah, where and the jaw would meet the skull. Just the implication of them going into your flesh is, I think, what makes him so scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's a kid show, I'm like, this is. It's scary stuff. A horror movie monster. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what was he going to do with those guys that he kidnapped? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know why he saved them. I forget if they had an explanation. I but don't remember. He, they, they, he was keeping them all alive so he could like murder them all at I once. I feel like he's going to eat them. Yeah. I mean, come on. I know that they've made him in the comics much more crocodile-y. Yeah. Uh, here, it felt like they were trying to ground it because I feel like this was <laughs> this and Man Bat were like the most monstrous they got early yeah. on, and he was like he, he has like a freak. Skin condition, and he was kind of like a circus sideshow actor. Yeah, they don't really explain like where it came from. It's just, I think he he even says something like he was born like this, right? Like that's all that's all the backstory that there is. And then he was yeah, he was sideshow, and then he was a wrestler, and yeah. Uh, But you know, it felt like just on the wrong side of the tracks when you look. He said stuff like, "When you look like me." Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I love his voice too. It's so it is good, unique. Yeah, it's good, and it changes. Like he does. An accent when he's impersonating Bullock. He does a good Bullock. It's really good, but I didn't even think about it until like later on. You hear his actual voice, and he's his little details like that make the show so good. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. And then he's fighting, or he's holding these guys back. Batman finally figures it out. He has his aha moment. Yeah, yeah. Alfred's pretty sassy in this episode. Too. Alfred loves a bit of sass, man. He's. I remember Alfred. Yeah, what's what? He's got the the crockpot line, and then something else, something about like. Uh, did he say something like, and I thought I, you were the detective? Yeah, I, some some silly shit like that. But yeah, but I loved it. I lo- Especially as a kid, Alfred made me laugh so much. I did, was like, I love this. Did you have the Alfred toy? 
As a kid, Alfred you? with serving with a, tray. With a tray, right? <laughs> it came in a four pack <laughs> yeah, nice. with like repainted other figures. Nice. I think I don't remember. I just remember on the front of the package, it just had you know like all their cool accessories, and it had him it look like a silver tray, and it just says oh, Alfred with serving tray nice. or serving platter, as if that was like an action yeah, accessory. That's, that's, that's all he's got. Oh God, I loved it. Nice. Yeah, they're making an Alfred for those new figures as well. They're those new figures are awesome. I mean, we've talked about this like off air. Like they're awesome. Toys. They're amazing. They're, they're great. Yeah, I have run out of room. Nice in my place. Like I haven't unpacked the Batmobile and Batplane because they're fucking huge. Yeah, are they big enough to fit the figures? Yes, in? like, like the old they're ones? in Hell, scale yeah. with the figures. That's so cool. Or which means they're just they're huge. enormous. Yeah. So That's they're awesome. just sitting in boxes right now. Uh, but because I have a new office at work now, like all the new Batman Adventures figures went up there. Nice. <laughs> the old ones are at home, and I'm like, God damn, this is insane. Just got too many. I got last time I went home, I got my uh, my Man Bat, the original wow. Man Bat toy, it's one of my favorite toys. So great, the one with the button on the back and where it like flaps its wings. See, he flaps his wings, and he like tilts his head up, <gasps> yeah. which I is is just genius. I love looks those like little special forward. features. Yeah, it's really cool. Remember the Scarecrow had like a uh, clear red plastic yeah. at the top, so yeah, his yeah, eyes yeah. would glow. Smart. Good stuff. Those figures were fun. We got a we got a good amount of villains. Oh yeah, they were so hard to find. As, at least in my area, as a kid, they were like yeah. really short packed. I remember. Yeah, I remember Toys R Us, like going and looking. And I remember I would. I, it's probably still like this. It, when I was a kid, Toys you know you'd have the toys along the on along the wall where you look through them, and then at some point I figured out that there are bins above. Yep. And you could like try to climb up like or get flap, some. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You could like tilt it up and see what else <laughs> is up that. there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, usually would still not find stuff. Yeah. But... Every once in a while you get lucky. But... Gold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got Jetpack Joker. <laughs> I did think that this episode with Batman swimming under the, uh, like when he goes to, to Croc's lair, perfect opportunity for a different bat suit. I know. It was funny that they didn't yeah. have like a scuba suit or yeah. anything. Just to, to tie into the toy line. I think the, I think they really fought against that as much as possible, uh, which is like more power to them. But great. this was like, yeah. hey, right here. <laughs> yeah. I did like, we got the bat boat in this and, and just yeah, that yeah. shot of it like diving underwater. And I love that it like filled up so he could like depressurize I, it. Or... I was blown away by that. Yeah. I noticed that too. Instead of just like blowing the hatch and yeah. water going everywhere. It Yeah. Smart. Smart detail. Smart writers. Yeah. And then, you know, he swims swims in, kind of fights with Croc a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's not it's cool, it's fine. Like the old the, the climactic fight is amazing, but this one's cool too. Yeah, the first one is all right. We think that he's kinda like gotten him. I love that yeah. like those two criminals are trying to swim away and you just <laughs> and see him yank him yeah. back in the cave. It's That's like funny. Yeah, well, our lives may be in danger, but you're not but getting you're away. Still villains. <laughs> yeah. Uh, scum is said cool, a lot. Like, cowardly lot, or whatever. Oh yeah, a superstitious, superstitious cowardly, cowardly lot. I should know that. I, only... I did say, or sorry to interrupt. The uh, from that first scene when Croc holds Batman's head underwater, the pose that he's in is so casual that it makes it that I actually found really scary. Like that, that Croc's pose. It's just yeah, like he's up. like like hand on his knee, like sort of like leaned over just with the one, and then and then holding Batman underwater with the other hand. And it's like such a nonchalant thing that he's doing. Yeah, it's, it's creepy. I don't. It's drowning is such a viscerally horrifying mm. way to die. So the fact that he's so casual yeah, about it, yeah. and it's also easy for him. And it's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The strength behind this like monster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I didn't even think about that. 
Yeah, yeah every pose, every shot feels very well composed and mm-hmm. deliberate. Uh, whoever did this one, it feels like everybody put their all into it. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, a lot, of, some of the earlier ones, at least in the production order, I know were not to their liking, and I know they rearranged it. So like Man Bat was a strong one, so they put it up put front. It up early, yeah, but this you. feels like one of the ones where they like got their footing. It's looking good, and then we have that final fight with Croc in the sewers. Sounds great. Batman's immersed in a lot of dirty water. You know, he's up to date with his tetanus. And yeah, I sure hope Alfred's so. Alfred's keeping him, keeping him right. Yeah, he's got that crockpot. Yeah, he's got yeah, his crockpot. But we have that fun fight, you know, and there's a, it's just a brutal, like, bang around. Yeah, that's the, the highlight of the animation, too, for me. I remember, I don't know if it's because I've seen it in, like, advertisements for the animated series or not, but, but the scene where Croc jumps out of, or, like... Comes out of the water, he's in it, about to his waist, and he kind of flexes and looks up. Is a is a scene that I remembered really vividly when it happened again, and it's great. It's, it's iconic. I think it's yeah, and they must have used it for a bunch of other maybe stuff. Maybe there. Were, I but, know that they did like a montage opening credits for one of the seasons. Maybe, maybe that was it. it. Yeah. Oh, one thing you know we didn't talk about. I completely forgot was Rupert Thorne was in the episode. Oh yeah, yeah. That was just a fun little interrogation. I forgot about that. Yeah, and it's him like pruning roses. Pruning roses. Uh, they used those in a lot of like old Toonami ads, I remember. Uh, he's like, yeah, so I've got answers for you, like 14 caliber answers. Like, yeah, oh yeah. That's <laughs> so like, good. Perfect. And, I love that Batman picks him up by like the lapels. I'm like, that's a big man. Batman's strong as shit. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> and him saying just like, like it's a little hot in here. Like him backing oh, away. I was like, ah, oh, this is like the badass Batman yeah, yeah. that I love. Yeah. Uh, anyway, had to had to you know get a little thorn Shasta in. Also, thorn, like yeah. the fact that they used that character instead of some unnamed goon. It's fun to like color the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pops well, up. If you this this was on every week, right? It was once a week. I think so. Yeah. So like, if you're watching every week, then you started to figure out Gotham. You know, even if you read the comics, then it's great. It was like expanding on that. It's, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, having the mayor pop up every yeah, now and yeah, then. Yeah. Mont- Montoya, actually, this is a very weird thing to notice, but her raincoat, yeah. I thought was a very cool design. Yeah, I guess I didn't really notice it, yeah. Hey, check it out. Hey, man. I'm, I'm a big fan of the raincoats of Gotham. <laughs> yeah. I remember it was like, it's like kind of boxy. Uh-huh. With just a little face yep, hole. Yep, a little right? face hole for yeah. The guys, they don't need it, but Montoya's like, right. fuck that. Yeah, man. I'm not going to get my whole costume wet. No, man. I don't want to smell like shit. That's just, like yeah. Like you, Bullock. Exactly. Bullock's an animal. Yeah. Well, or is he? Whoa. Who's the animal, Croc Whoa. or Bullock? <laughs> Fucking mind blown. Yeah, it's Croc. Oh, uh, it's Edney's Croc, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you win. Uh, let's see. How does Batman defeat Croc? It's with, like, that brick wall, right? He, yeah. Actually, that was cool. Like, so they're underwater, and Croc's kind of choking him. Batman ties him to his grappling line and then shoots him out of the water yeah. into, yeah, a brick wall. I actually thought another bit of the animation that blew me away, like, it's a little thing, but... So Batman shoots him out of the water, and then the shot is of Batman emerging from the water in the foreground. And then as that's happening, simultaneously in the background, Croc is starting to, like, pull on the rope and pull it out of the wall. And it's like, I don't know why it surprised or why it impressed me so much, but just those two things going on at the same time. Well, it's a lot to juggle for, I think, an animator. Yeah. when they're And, you know, as a board artist, like, pulling it off, I think. And the fact that it, like, feels yeah. successful. Even, like, the bricks kind of, like, falling and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. falling apart felt like 
there's just so many details to like the character and world acting. Yeah, that was just natural because the physics of that must be a pain in the ass. Um, yeah, I mean, heaven only knows. Yeah, yeah, it, I think yeah, like no no uh, corners were cut. No. For this, though. So then he, you know, croc. It kind of ends a little anticlimactically after that. Yeah, like the the whole sewer starts to collapse and then then it's collapsed. Yeah, we just see and like then, Bullock pointing the gun yeah. at Batman as he's like, there's a moment it's like, hey, hold on, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember thinking when I was a kid, like, Batman is really strong. Oh, yeah. And also like dragging him by one arm yeah. from the sewer is cool. It's impressive. Yeah. And then there's the, the lovely like, you know, we don't do it the same way, but we're we're on the same side. Yeah, moment. Which is it's nice to see them come together. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean it's good. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Batman, what is watching Bullock on TV? You uh, better watch yeah, out. Yeah, I like that. Man, there was something. There was one that little Batman smile at the end. Oh, yeah, he's pretty happy. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Bullock has some really goofy line in the beginning. But it, it was like, this shuck and jive or something. Oh, yeah. Instead of like, it was funny that they did shuck in instead of fucking, but yeah, it was like, yeah. it's wild. Him calling something shuck and jive. I can't remember. Is that when, yeah, and then is that when uh, Gordon says that he doesn't want the, uh, whatever it's called, internal affairs on him uh-huh. or something like that? I don't know. But uh, I feel like Bullock has some similarly crazy thing that he says at the yeah. end, but I love Bullock. I like, I like that he's... Kind of a caricature. Yeah. Like, you know. He loves donuts. <laughs> yeah. You know. This was a good cop caper. Yeah. It was grounded, and then there's, like, just one unusual monster thrown in the bunch. Yeah. But even the monster, like, he looks scary. He looks like a monster. But it's not, like, it's not really a supernatural story or anything. It's just it yeah. could have been anybody. And he's smarter. I think that yeah. whenever Croc, Croc has played for stupid, yeah, very frequently and i think in almost got him right batman's impersonating croc and everybody remembers like i threw a rock at him yeah, yeah. i was like oh no like the croc episodes in the beginning croc is isn't an idiot yeah, he's not an idiot no he just looks monstrous he's a heavy but he's not a dummy yeah uh well what are you working on now like what comics or, or what are your some of your favorite like recommendations of things you've done that people can check out uh well so what i'm working on now i can't re i, I can tell you after the Mics are off. Sounds great. So, uh, Sorry, guys. Su- super excited about it. It'll be out next year, uh, but I can't talk about that. So the stuff that I would say go look at, um, I was on the Dark Tower for a while uh, last year, which, yeah. was, which was super cool. I'd never actually read this, the novels until I was offered the work and read them in like a month or something. Like read all of them. They're great. They're super fun. Um, so that was really good. I, the, the Lady of Shadows is all my stuff. Oh, that's cool. Um, so it's all, if you know the story, it's all the Detta, Odetta, Susanna, uh, like build up and backstory. And then when the, when the trio get together. Oh, awesome. So that's, that's fun. I was on Wolverine for a second. Uh, did some death of Wolverine stuff and, um, actually have a little backup. The most recent Marvel thing I did was a backup in the man thing, uh, series that, that RL Stein was writing. So that, actually, cool. I've heard that's been great. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's out in trade right now, so you can get all of them for like I don't know, whatever it was, twelve bucks. Like the whole thing is collected, so I got a little backup horror story in that. So it's fun. So you're mostly in Marvel, but if you could draw any DC book, Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing, hands down, uh, and then Batman for for real. Like I, uh, I mean, I love 
Well, like we were saying earlier, like the the stylistically, I don't know how much the animated series influenced me, but the the spotting of blacks and the atmosphere uh, or like environment building definitely influenced me. I mean, your me a work lot. absolutely has a lot of that. Thanks. Yeah. It's what I love about it. It's thank so cool. you. Yeah. There's a lot of blacks and shadow and it's I mean, lean right into it. Yeah, I would love to do a Batman book like that. Just or, or like, oh, I'm sure you have the Batman black and white yeah. stuff is always beautifully done. Like that is perfect. I'd love to do something like that. Batman, Swamp Thing, The Demon. Yeah, I love any big Etrigan fan. Oh, Etrigan's yeah. the best. Um, yeah, that stuff would be would be super fun. And where I guess people can find your stuff? Any comic place yeah yeah yeah. comic shops i mean all they're all online i mean they're all digitally available as well i got my instagram is jonathan marks art which i can if you scroll far back enough you will find some man bats in there i believe <laughs> yeah, and sure. maybe some croc for sure oh yeah definitely yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've gone back and like showed them to friends I'm <laughs> there's, like, this there's is batman awesome. stuff in there yeah oh yeah uh, uh, definitely. And and sometimes it'll be under Jonathan Marks, but like in the future, some of your yeah, comics will be under. So Ubernet. there's some of my work is under Marks, and some's under Baravecchia. So it's 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 just my dad's name and my mom's name. Cool. So it's uh yeah, well, you can find them. Check out either. all that stuff. Yeah, this has been this has been a dream. Hell yeah, man! Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm I'm glad that I could make it out. Yeah, thanks for doing the show. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. That's the show. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review the show on iTunes. Follow the podcast on Twitter at BTAS Podcast and me at HeyJustin. Donate to the show to keep it going at patreon.com slash BTAS Podcast. Batman the Animated Podcast is hosted and made by me, Justin Michael. Tom Smith created the show logo and Casey Trela helped produce the theme song. Harry Chaskin is the booming voice of the podcast. Andrew Seeley is our show producer. Emma Erdbrink recorded and edited this episode and Yusong Liu helped coordinate. Thank you to Jonathan for doing the show and a belated thank you to another Jonathan, John Callen, former guest, for putting me in touch with Henry Gilroy for last week's Scarecrow episode. Lastly, but never leastly, Thank you very much to This American Life producer, Tori Malatia. You know, I called him up with some questions about putting this app together, and he replied, Oh, I got plenty of answers. 38 caliber answers. So, yeah, Tori Malatia pulled a gun on me. You know, I feel like this should be the end of our working relationship, but honestly, he is so good at his job that it's like, how can you fire that guy, right? Anyway, tune in next Tuesday for the second half of our coverage of Vendetta, where I talk to the character designer of Killer Croc himself. All right, guys, have a wonderful weekend.